Hey everyone, welcome to DarkCast Interviews. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. DarkCast Interviews is a long-form interview podcast where we talk to game creators about new and upcoming video games, as well as who they are and what they do behind the scenes. In this episode, I talk with Joanna Lipinska of Cat Astrophy Games about their upcoming title, The Unholy Society, an adventure game with visual novel and action elements heavily inspired by 80s and 90s pop culture, specifically Constantine and The Exorcist. For more information about the game, check out the links in the description below on YouTube or in the show notes for this episode on DarkStation.com. There you can find the original DarkCast as well as other video game reviews, previews, and features. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at DarkStation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at DarkStation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. to Darkcast Interviews. I'm Jonathan Miley. Joining me today is Joanna Lipinska. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty fine. Thank you. That's good. I'm glad. So we are here to talk about uh, your studio's newest game, The Unholy Society. Uh, you work at uh, Catastrophe Games. Mm-hmm. And uh, no- normally I like to start asking all questions about who you are and, and you know, what you do on the game and all that kind of stuff. But first, we've got we've to put a pin in all that and start with the studio's name, Catastrophe. Are you all really cat lovers, or is it just like one of you convinced everybody that... No, actually, <laughs> we, we always joke that it's almost a requirement to join our studio that you have to have a, at least one cat. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, yeah, I think... Pretty much everyone has at least one. Like, I have five, <laughs> and that's probably the most of our stu- studio, but, like, even in our office, we have two cats, so okay. that's everywhere. So it's both a joke and real. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is very real. Sometimes too real when cats just randomly delete a part of your code or... <laughs> oh, I'm sure that would never happen. To send an email, you yeah. know? That's oh man, that that would be great if you just had a computer that um, was dedicated to cats, and you could just like let them walk over the keyboard and then send those as emails, and like this is from the company cat. Make sure you read <laughs> oh, it. Yes. Sometimes we have to. Sometimes we have to apologize because like the cat just went through our keyboard and just sent a random patch of letters <laughs> in an email. So yeah, it happens already. They own all the computers here. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. So, um, has anybody ever joined the studio not having a cat and then gotten a cat while they were there? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> no. I, th- I think everybody, like, from the beginning, they already have a cat. Gotcha. That would, that would also be kind of funny. It's like, you hire a new person, and it's like, okay, here's your cat. Uh, it's like, <laughs> you, you didn't have one beforehand, <laughs> so it's requirement you now have your cat. 
Um, <laughs> if you decide to leave, we'll, we'll need the cat back. Uh... <laughs> or if you're not taking good care enough, uh, then sorry. You're, you're fired. <laughs> It's like we're, we don't really check in on your work. Like we, we trust you to do your own thing there, but we will be checking in on the cat. And if the cat's not happy, you're you're gone. Sorry. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, the game that you guys are working on, yeah, um, does it have? It doesn't involve cats. It involves people, right? Uh, yeah. Are there cats? This one still involves people. We have another one coming that is more concentrated on cats, but okay, that makes sense. we'll save it for later. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, well, before we get into talking about uh, the Unholy Society, let's talk a little bit about who you are and kind of what you do uh, on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at first I joined as an intern here like around a year ago. But then, like, I always wanted to be a game designer and, like, story writer, narrative designer, however you want to call that. So I pretty much ended up, ended up doing all of that, <laughs> including, so game design, uh, like, I come up with some new mechanics, I coordinate what people do, and I also write the story and I help out our writers uh, with the dialogues as well. Very cool. That's uh, I feel like that's a, a big jump in in a year from intern to yeah uh, <laughs> to, to having a hand in basically everything that has to do with the story. Yeah. Um, did you go to university for that, or have you worked on any games before? Kind of, what's your your history before uh, well, being a designer? The the history was kind of convoluted because like at first I did a major totally not related to games. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was Japanese, and I've been in Japan for like a few years. And afterwards, I decided that, well, working in an office and just doing nothing really interesting is not my thing. And I want to, I always loved games, so I wanted to do games. And uh, I went to university here in Poland uh, for uh, to study game design. And as a part of my course, I uh, was supposed to do an internship. So I basically started doing the internship here at Catastrophe Games. Okay, very cool. So have you finished with, with that degree, or was it the kind of situation where it's like, oh, I've got the job now, I've got the, the skills that I need, it's, it's time to actually put this into action? Well, I kind of put it on hold. <laughs> I want to come back uh, when I have more time, but right now I want to focus more on work because that actually like gives me more experience, sure. hands-on experience. Absolutely. Um, I feel like I mean, there's probably a lot of uh, yeah jobs that are, are like this, but I feel like with video games, learning in a, a classroom setting kind of only takes you so far. And one of the best things about it is potentially getting your foot in the door in a company. And so once you've yeah. actually done that, if you can, if you could do your job, then it's, it's probably better just to, to do that than to <laughs> turn in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just makes more sense. Like the projects at school are fine and everything, but yeah. yeah. Very cool. Okay. So, um, so I've got a question about cats, going back to cats. Yes. <laughs> Aren't cats just, like, super evil, though? Like, that's, like, every cat I've ever met just, like, the, 
the eyes seem evil. What's what's up with cats? Well, that's what we like about them. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> They're just like people. Like every cat has its its own personality, and they are a bit evil to okay. begin with because you know cats just rule the world, and we are just their slaves. So, and we're fine with that at Catastrophe Games. <laughs> So I'm completely fine with that. When people start trying to defend cats, they're like, no, cats are super sweet. It's like, no, when when a cat looks like it's trying to eat you, like the cat's really trying to eat you. It's just <laughs> cute because it can't. So like, okay, so you, you get cats. That's great. Um, I, I guess, you know, do whatever you can to keep them from, you know, fully enslaving us and, and killing us or putting us in their own cat matrix. Uh, yeah. Or whatever the case is, uh, keep up the good work. Uh, <laughs> we shall do that. <laughs> Our cats are pretty happy, I think. So maybe we will not. That's good. Keep keep them docile. Keep with them, keep them fat and happy. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so speaking of of evil things, uh, the unholy society that definitely sounds evil, and mm. you're fighting it uh, in the game, the unholy society. Yeah. So uh, I guess, you know, just kind of like quick elevator pitch of like, what, what is this game? Well, basically, The Unholy Society is a story of our very eccentric exorcist, uh, Bon, who kind of gets, an, uh, gets a request from Pope to check out what is happening in certain places all over the world because there are some evil forces uh, working against humanity. So Bond starts his adventure uh, going through like all different locations, uh, trying to catch uh, the unholy society and see what they actually want to do. Uh, and yet it's... It's not that easy, though. It's like uh, he ends up understanding that world is not always just black and white, you know? So we wanted to show that there is always something in between. And even though someone might have a totally different opinion from ours, they don't necessarily have to be bad, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. even the unholy society is not just... It not, it's not just bad guys, Maybe unholy, but it's not evil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Is there, so I mean, if this is spoilers, we can definitely delete this from the podcast, but do you find out that the cats are the ones that are running the unholy society? <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. Secret alternate ending uh, coming in a patch later on. Yeah, we uh, should do that, actually. <laughs> That makes sense. Uh, so, so you're you're Bond. You're a, an exorcist, and you were traveling the world, uh, fighting evil, and I guess finding things that aren't actually as evil as you originally thought. Yeah. What What are you actually doing in the game, though? Um, what I guess what's the what What are you doing from from moment to moment? Mm -hmm. uh, so, well, the game is a bit of a mix between visual novel, adventure game, and action game, basically. <laughs> so uh, you talk with different people. You, uh, you can choose how to interact with different people and get to know different information from them. 
you choose whether to fight or actually talk with people to resolve conflicts. And um, yeah, what else? Well, obviously you fight <laughs> as well. Uh, our like fighting mechanics is one of the very important part of the uh, game because yeah, we wanted to make it fun and like exorcism like, you know. Okay. So when you say uh, adventure game, the the first thing that I always think of is either throwing a pie at a yeti, and I think it's one of the king's quests, uh, <laughs> or having to retrieve. I think it was like a key from a canal with a giant rubber duck um, <laughs> in the longest journey. Yeah. Am I going to have to do anything like that? Yeah, it involves some things <laughs> like that. I, well, when you started just saying those things, I was like, oh, yeah, we have that. <laughs> do do yeah, they at least make some more sense than that? Or is... Like, well, what? no. Well, you know what? Because... <laughs> We love we love good sarcasm as, and we love good comedy and like 80s and 90s comedy. Mm -hmm. So uh, there are some illogical things happening in the unholy society, that's for sure. Okay. But it all makes sense when it comes to the general climate and atmosphere of the game. So okay. there are going to be weird quests, but we wanted them to be weird, not just because we didn't know what to do <laughs> with mm. them. Okay. So it's very... Yeah, um, so we did that. We did everything on purpose. Gotcha, gotcha. So, our, I, I guess, as far as any puzzles go, um, I guess there'll, there'll be some uh, elements of just you kind of have to put everything in your inventory together and see what actually combines and go. Okay, let's try that. Um, hmm, or, or do I... you do you have do you combine things in your inventory like that? How does uh, as far as being an adventure game, or at least partly an adventure game, mm -hmm. um, what all kind of tools do you have at your disposal? Uh, well, we don't really have the combining uh, items. Okay. Uh, oh, okay, okay. My programmer here just uh, <laughs> told me that, yeah, we do have, actually. So you, there are some items that you can combine uh, in order to solve some puzzles. Hmm. Uh, Sometimes you just have to use the right item in the right place or with the right NPC to uh, move forward. And yeah, that's basically it, I think. Okay. So you mentioned that it's also got kind of a, a visual novel side and a more action-y mm -hmm. uh, side. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how those work? Well, yeah. Uh, so first of all, the game is very... Uh, story driven so we kind of wanted to do it a bit like a visual novel or maybe m even more like a comic book so basically we have a lot of text <laughs> uh, there's there's some reading and you have similar choices uh, like the ones you have in visual novels so basically your choices do matter most of the time at least uh, so that's like the visual novel part and then uh, action part, well, we have the whole uh, exorcism system. So basically you are going to fight. So it's it requires you to do more than just click on the bubbles <laughs> and mm -hmm. read the text. You actually have to do an exorcism. 
Okay. In order to yeah to defeat the evil or whatever. Gotcha. So how does how does exorcism uh, work? Uh, the there's a, a, going to be a trailer in the uh, show notes for the episode, so people can check that out. Uh, I I see like glyphs on the screen circling around, and you've got your hand doing mm-hmm. I guess like a you know the, the Catholic cross. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But what all are you actually? doing there are you matching the symbols or are you combining different symbols to do different spells what's yeah so yeah so basically you have to find the hidden uh, the hidden symbols on the uh on the map and combine them into spells okay and then you have different spells you can combine different symbols uh like do some combos and basically using the spells you can attack uh the enemy or do some kind of other uh, effects on them, like slow them down or, uh, I don't know, reduce their uh, damage, etc., etc. Okay, very cool. So um, you mentioned that you can kind of talk your, your way out of some instances, but sometimes you will have to, to fight yeah. or exercise people. Is yeah. it... Um, but you can you can choose sometimes whether or not you're going to talk it out or you're yeah, going to sure. fight it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we I w- try to like most of the time I tried to give the choice to the player. So okay. whether you want to talk it out and try to find another solution or you want to just, you know, have fun and go all out on all the enemies and just do some exorcism, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so th- this is kind of a, a bizarre question, but a lot of times, you know, in, in a game where you can talk talk it out or you can fight it out, the talking it out is the, the good version of mm-hmm. the scenario. Uh, one, I guess, is there any sort of morality in the game? And then two, um, when you talk it out, is, is that actually the good side of it? Because I always think of the Dishonored games where, mm-hmm. you know, you can do things with, without you killing somebody, but yeah. the vast majority of the time, it's actually like a far worse fate for that person like there, mm-hmm. there's one mission where there's uh two twin brothers that you know you could just kill or you could have them picked up by this like mercenary that yeah. i think blinds them and then like sends them into a mine to work the rest of their life uh mining coal and stuff like that or there's like you could kill one of these you know affluent high society ladies uh, or you could knock her out and have her kidnapped by this guy who's super creepy and probably going to do terrible things. Yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, I don't think that was actually good. That was. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure that was right. better than killing somebody. So, I, so long way of saying, is there a morality system, and is it always, or is it better to talk things out than fight things out? Well, that that actually depends. Like, we didn't want to. Uh, make it very obvious whether it's good or bad because we want to leave it up to player uh, to decide what they want to do and there is no right answer you know especially that you're an exorcist like a christian priest and you are supposed to fight with those uh, those things those evil uh, monsters right but sometimes you can just say like Wait, maybe maybe there's something more about it. So I would say that talking it out, yeah, it is a bit maybe a better choice, but that basically depends on the player because 
you know, those are evil things. So l talking with them might not be the best thing for everyone. Okay. I feel like I feel like that's appropriately vague. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned that you're inspired by a lot of like '80s and '90s uh, stuff. Where I guess did the kind of general idea for the unholy society and being an exorcist? I guess besides like the exorcist movie, kind of mm -hmm. come from. Well, it was a mixture of all our favorite movies. So basically, The Exorcist, uh, Preacher, Constantine, uh, like uh, the two main guys who started Catastrophe Games, they basically had the idea. And then the rest of us just went with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, as far as Constantine goes, are, are you talking about the Keanu Reeves movie? Or the the more recent show. Um, I would say both. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's good. Uh, have you watched both of those? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Keanu Reeves or Matt Ryan, you have to decide. Well, okay, I'm a little bit biased because I love Keanu Reeves. Okay, so okay. I would have to choose this one. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. We're we're just gonna have to end, end the interview now. No! <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. No, the I um yeah, I I never really enjoyed that movie for whatever reason, but I really loved the show and then the yeah. the current version with him on Legends of Tomorrow and you've got an exorcist on a spaceship going through time. It's just the like yeah. the, the dumbest thing in the world, but it's fantastic. <laughs> it's <laughs> Well, to be quite honest, I really enjoyed the visuals in the Constantine movie. Sure, sure. Like, I, I loved that part of the movie, so, yeah. I Absolutely. don't know. I'm weird. <laughs> that's okay. No, Keanu Reeves is honestly, like, I feel like that's never a wrong answer, even if it's not one of the options. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's a pretty great person. Ever since hear, The Matrix, so. it's like always the good answer. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um so the the game is slated to come out on uh, PC, or, or yes. no? It's it's on uh, PC and console, right? It's we've and got consoles, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, have you? So you've you've been at uh, Catastrophe for about a year. Have you worked on any of their other projects, or is this your first like big project that you're you're working on? Um, yeah, we're doing quite a few projects at the same time. So. Okay. Uh, like before the Unholy Society, uh, which is going to be released around fall, mm -hmm. uh, we're also going to release another of our game. Uh, it's called Escape from the Universe. Okay. And we've released it uh, before on mobile, but we weren't quite happy with how it came out. So we redid the whole thing. And now we're going to release it on Nintendo Switch. Okay, that's cool. So I guess that that, that kind of goes into the the question that I was I was trying to figure out if it was a good one to ask is how do you feel like the difference or what do you feel like the difference is between making a game for mobile versus making something you know on a console or you know switch or something like that do you feel like there's a I guess a philosophical difference when you're when you're approaching a game on those different platforms 
or does it just come down to what you can actually do on that platform mechanically? Well, I don't really think that there's such a big difference right now because um, looking at the new mobile phones, they are sometimes better than laptops, you know? So, mm -hmm. uh, and making a games, making games on mobile, I think we as in Europe and USA still have a long way to go compared to Asia because like, I still think that the games that are released in Europe still based on the same game mechanics as they did like five years ago mm. and asia just went their game their mobile games they are the whole stories just like final fantasy or um anything else so you know i think we should start putting more games on mobile phones but good games not just <laughs> casual games you know i think it has the potential and we're just wasting it away <laughs> so what about i feel like the the biggest um i don't know if downside is the right word but obstacle when uh trying to make a more traditional game on a mobile phone is your control scheme you don't have that that tactical feel of actual buttons whether it's mm -hmm. your keyboard and mouse or a controller yeah. It's, you know, just kind of these, um, you know, things on a screen that when you press it, you don't get that feedback. How, yeah. How, I guess, how has making uh, Escape the Universe or Escape from the Universe um, differed in porting it to the Nintendo Switch, which is, I guess, you know, more traditional since you've got buttons and joysticks and everything yeah. like that versus, you know, trying to make it on a mobile device where... Yeah. The screen is the controller. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, first of all, we added some uh, actions that the player can actually do. So, for example, in the mobile version, because it's a shoot 'em up, mm -hmm. basically. So, in the mobile version, you couldn't actually fire because it, there, there's no way to do that on the mobile screen, you know? Mm -hmm. There's no additional button that you can push to just. Uh, uh, attack, you know. So uh, the biggest change was that we added an actual fire button. So you, as a player, now can control when you're actually firing and when not. So that was pretty fun. And we, like, after playing it uh, for the first time on Nintendo Switch, we were like, "Wow, this is now actually this this is actually nice, <laughs> much nicer than on the mobile because you feel like you are doing something, like doing more than you do on mobile screen. Sure. So I guess, kind of the flip side of that, how would how would you take that back to mobile? Like, is um, the Unholy Society a game that you think that you could eventually port to mobile? It being a more traditional game. Well, we were thinking about porting uh, the Unholy Society to mobile. Like at first, I was a bit worried about the size of the uh, speech bubbles, text bubbles, mm -hmm. because um, they're not that big. Well, they are big enough for uh, like a PC screen or a TV screen or a Nintendo Switch. I was a bit worried about mobile devices, but apparently we have a way to do them bigger and readable on a mobile screen. So yeah, we are thinking about bringing it on mobile as well. Okay. What about as far as uh, controlling the game goes? Uh, would you have to to kind of reinvent how movement and doing 
your exorcisms work, or do you think that that's pretty translatable to icons on the screen or, or gestures or something like that? Well, I think it's pretty easy to uh, to change into mobile devices, you know, because um, movement uh, in the game is basically like a point-and-click game, so that's pretty easily done on mobile devices. And, sure. uh, and the exorcism... Uh, Exorcism system also is based on, you know, finding the right things on the screen. So that's also a thing that you can easily do on mobile. Okay. By touching the screen, yeah. Very cool. Uh, so you you mentioned that the game is coming out this fall. It's going to be on, what, PC, Xbox, and Switch? Is that right? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, where are you guys kind of at right now in terms of development? Is it... Alpha, beta, where? Um, what shape is the game in? Well, <laughs> uh, like the whole game is basically uh, divided into three acts. Okay. And two of them are almost completely done. The third one, we have all the graphic assets. We're still working a little bit on the dialogues. And yeah, doing the last. Uh, changes in the mechanics but yeah we're doing pretty good right now i would say with the with the whole thing <laughs> awesome very cool all right well I, I think that does it for the questions that i have for the game itself now on to to my favorite part and i think um hopefully it's everybody else's favorite part i don't know <laughs> but uh it's a section that we call the end game and it is geared towards just Getting to know the developers that we talk to, uh, the, get, the questions start out relatively mundane uh, and get much more difficult. Okay. Uh, the first one is, who is your favorite video game character? And that can be hero, sidekick, villain, uh, whatever the case may be, uh, but it's, it is you know, relegated to video games. Oh man, that's, that's a very, very hard question it because is. I have so many favorite characters. Can I name two? <laughs> sure, why not? Okay, so like, first of all, my all-time favorite is probably Emil from Near Series. Okay. Because yeah, that's just I, I love this character. Ever since I played uh, Near Replicant, he just stole my heart and ran with it. <laughs> and the second one uh, is Kid from Chrono Cross. I don't know if you remember that. Very old game <laughs> from 1999. <laughs> uh, I never actually got into any of the Chrono games. I think I've, I've got. Um, see, Chrono Trigger was first, right? And then Chrono yeah. Cross was the PS1 game or the PS2 yep, game. Yeah, um, Yeah, I have it. I think I've actually got the um, the SNES port on Wii sitting somewhere mm -hmm. in around here. I don't know, uh, but it, it has never been anything that I've actually attempted i should probably uh rectify that at some point in my life yeah like that's that was one of the games that made me realize that i want to write the games sure, sure. <laughs> i want to make them so yeah so kid is a really nice character in in chrono cross and especially that she's a girl and she's badass so basically she was my hero <laughs> absolutely totally understandable so now for a completely different question uh if you could replay a game uh, for the first time so you get to experience all that 
all those good feelings that uh, whatever the, the game may be, uh, but you don't have to worry about it aging poorly or anything like that. Uh, you can't say either Nier or uh, Chrono Cross because you already mentioned those. Uh, but if you could just replay a game and have that first-time experience again. Hmm. I think that I would choose uh, Valkyrie Profile. That's also a very old game. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not, no, sorry. that's fine. I just, I am not familiar with that one. What, what is... Okay. Uh, it's also like uh, from PS1 era. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's even older than Chrono Cross. And that was also one of the games I played when I was still a kid. And I actually did replay it recently. But yeah, I was like, man, I just, I would like to like totally forget what happened there and just replay it so that I could feel the pain again. Because I love games that actually make you feel something. Sure. And Valkyria Profile, uh, you're basically controlling uh, a Valkyrie and she's, um, she's going around the world uh, looking for souls of dead uh, warriors mm -hmm. to uh, make an army, basically, for the last uh, battle for the Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty deep game. Like, it, it hurts. <laughs> and I like when, <laughs> when games hurt, you know. That's why I like Nier, so. Absolutely. Nice. Okay. Uh, I, I love it when people say games that I've never actually heard of because I feel like that happens less and less. Uh, so, <laughs> good job. Kudos. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so this question kind of has two forms, um, and it's similar to the last one, but if if you could give a game a second chance, so basically forget that you played a game uh, mm -hmm. and give it another shot, whether... It was something about it that you just didn't like. You played it at uh, a you know bad point in your life, and so you just have bad connotations with it, or whatever the case may be. But if you could give, if you could give whatever game another chance, what hmm. would it be? That's a good question. <laughs> mm. That's kind of tough. It is. Yes. <laughs> so the, uh, the other the other version of the question is if you could just forget that you played a game. So, you know, if it was, you just spent too many hours with it, or if it's just your most hated game, and you would okay. just like to be able to okay. wipe oh, this, it from this, your memory. This is better. <laughs> okay, actually, recently, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on Switch. Okay. And I would love to forget that I ever played that game, because <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Even though I love the, the mechanics, I love the combat system, I like how you can explore the world, but the writing is just so bad and cliche, and that's like, oh, no, mm. I I was, nah, nah, I just don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now you're putting yourself on the spot, so the, the, oh, no. the writing in uh, The Unholy Society better be top tier. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, no cliches. Yeah. We're trying our best. <laughs> I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, okay. That's a, that's a good choice. Uh, so uh, kind of diverging from there, what is a good trend in video games that whether it's it's prevalent and you would just like to see more of it or if it's just something that you've seen a game or two do and you think should be more prolific, uh, what, what's a good thing that some games are doing and you wish you saw more of? 
Well, recently there are more and more games where you actually don't only kill things, but uh, there are games that show you that you can do things differently, that killing is not the main point of the games. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I like how stories show different depth of what we can do with video games, you know? And, uh, and I see more and more games like that. And well, um, I should mention here uh, Nier Automata, which according to Yokotaro is a game that is about killing, but showing how killing is not exactly the best thing to do. So mm. I like that there are more and more games that go a bit more philosophical into the killing in games. I like that. Um, violence, you know, it's, I don't feel like it's inherent to video games or anything like that, but for whatever reason, it's been one of the most popular aspects of video games. And so it's the thing that most people kind of associate is, you know, some yeah. sort of fighting and, and killing. Um, and well, so, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, video games allow us to do things that we usually won't do in real life. So killing is probably the one thing that actually some of us would like to try, but without <laughs> the consequences, you know, and video games give us exactly that. So you can be violent and you can be bad yeah. in the name of good, good mm -hmm. stuff, most mostly, right? But still, you kill people or uh, monsters or, or whatever. And there are no real consequences for that. So right. that's... And whatever that's the setup exciting. of the game, they can make it feel justified, whether it's, like yeah. you said, monsters or it's Nazis or you know, whatever. Yeah, you know. exactly. Um, yeah, totally. Okay, so flipping that question on its head, uh, what is a trope or a bad trend in video games that you wish would either be lessened or just go away entirely? Can we dress women in normal clothes, please? That would be great, yes. <laughs> that's that's my biggest concern most yeah. of the time. It's like, you cannot fight in that armor, <laughs> young lady. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> and it's always crazy. Like in RPGs, the, the more advanced version of the armor always gets skimpier. And it's like, yes. shouldn't this cover more? Shouldn't yeah, I mean... <laughs> That that ha it's supposed to be an armor, and you're just wearing a bra and you're wearing a metal bra. Like that can't be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's that's, definitely not. That's... So yeah, <laughs> sometimes when I look at like the male designs, I just mm -hmm. want exactly the same design on a girl. You know, sure. we we are the same. Like not every girl has to have like boobs the size of her head. So right, yes, please absolutely. just just give us. The armor. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I was actually recently I was playing uh, Dark Siders three, which mm -hmm. has you playing as the first female character in, in that series. Yeah, and I just couldn't get over the fact that like the the breastplate is like form fitted to her chest. Yeah, and just like that seems like super uncomfortable. Couldn't it just be like give space? Sure. That I feel like space there would be more comfortable than like being totally flat or something. Yeah. But like forcing the boobs into that position, just like that, that does not seem comfortable at all. It, it's not so like a... cat. Jesus, cat is attacking me. There we go. Hello. Hey. 
I was uh, wait, I was I was kind of actually hoping that was going to happen at some point in the show. No. <laughs> well, she was already sitting on me most of the time, but now she was like, "Attention, human, you're not giving me enough." So placate the cat. I don't want to be enslaved by the cat, please. Sure everything's okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, just a- absolutely uh, normal. So, yeah. no, normal armor. Don't, don't work like that, please. No. Yeah. Uh, that's... Uh, okay, so now for another completely different question. There's really no transitions. Like, some of these questions are related to each other, and then they all just go okay. crazy. Uh, this one, if you could try any other profession. Uh, so you're getting to make video games, and that is awesome. And this is this question is not assuming that, you know, things go awry and you have to find another job. This is mm-hmm. just anything else in the world, no holds barred. What is something else that you would like to give a shot? Well, my biggest dream ever since I was a child was to write a novel. So if I could try something else, that would probably be it. Excellent. I like it. Which I'm kind of doing, by the way, like, because writing for games is pretty much like writing a novel on Leaf. More exciting, I would say. (laughs) Only you get to play the novel. Yeah, you get to play the novel, and that's pretty awesome. (laughs) It is pretty awesome. Uh, Okay, so final question. Um, This one requires some setup, and it is by far the weirdest one. Uh, But at the end of your life, you you get to the afterlife, and you find out that heaven isn't real. It's actually the Mushroom Kingdom, and (laughs) Mario and everybody is there. But Toad is the one that is standing at the gate and allowing you to get into the Mushroom Kingdom. <sighs> Before he lets you in, what would you like Toad to say to you? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's weird, um, right? Yeah, no, it's... we. I, I don't think we were doing drugs when we came up with this question. Really? But I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were doing drugs when they came up with Mario, so it probably carries over... Um, it's yeah yeah the weirdness Mm -hmm. Um, okay i have completely no idea um that's so weird i don't know (laughs) um i don't know i have completely (laughs) no idea (laughs) that just took me like totally uh, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> no, one, nobody ever is. Uh, so some some people like to give a you know more somber answer of you know you did a good job or you changed somebody's life. Some yeah. people are like, hey, let's go get a beer, and you know they like to be silly. <laughs> so it it can literally be anything. Uh, the only the only thing that you can't answer with is the princesses in another castle. That's the only <laughs> option that it's been said too many times. It's too obvious. It's it's. You can't do it, but you you got to say something, and we'll we'll sit here for a few minutes until you come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I would say just welcome to the party. Mario's waiting for you. <laughs> wow, that's weird. <laughs> that's okay. Well, Mario or Luigi, who would you rather hang out with? Oh shit, maybe Luigi. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I feel like he would be a little more down to earth. Mario would. I feel like he would have a big head about having saved the world so many times. Uh, and Luigi, I, I think, would just be a more fun guy to hang out with personally. 
Well, actually, uh, Peach would be pretty nice to hang out with, I okay. think. There you go. All right, yeah. so welcome to the party, and uh, Peach is that way. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does it for the, the crazy questions that I have for you, and that does it for the, the interview. As a whole, thank you so much for, for sitting down with me and talking about the Unholy Society and a little bit about uh, Escape from the Universe. Mm -hmm. If you could send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about your games. Uh, well, first of all, you can check our website, uh, catastrophegames.com. Uh, there are all kinds of information uh, about all of our games and uh, projects there. And you can also follow us on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. We're posting a lot of information about our games as well as cat pictures so you know you can never I'm go wrong shocked. with cat pictures <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well thanks again so much for for chatting with me about the games thank you uh, wish you the best of luck as you guys continue development and i'm sure we'll chat again as we talk about your next cat-centric video game <laughs> yeah sure thank you so much thank you.